Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast. We are one game in to the Autumn Nations Series and Scotland. They lost it, unfortunately. It might have been close. It was agonizing. It was a classic Scottish loss. Matt, do you get that warm feeling, though? Like the familiar feeling of Scottish rugby disappointment? I mean, it was a bit of a weird one at the weekend, the fact that we were the only game. So it felt as if, like, there were probably a few people tuning in for a bit of, like, high-quality entertainment on the Saturday afternoon. And boy, oh, boy, that is not what we got on the day. Yeah, it was a bit. It was a bit of a funny one, and obviously, the, it was a poor result. Alan, did did you enjoy it? Did you find any joy? Well, I wouldn't say joy per se. It, it was just, yeah, I think it was just a bit of a weird vibe. I didn't feel like I was ready for the the autumn internationals. It was a bit too early in the year. Brian Habana was on comms for some reason. Had no real like <laughs> relationship with either team. <laughs> it was a bit strange. I agree. It just sort of it didn't quite have sort of the the build up or atmosphere. And I think obviously it wasn't at the match, but from the sounds of it, it was a little bit similar in in the ground. The sort of general feedback was that the, the sort of atmosphere was a little bit poor in the stadium. The good news is on Saturday, get the Scotland game out of the way, and then you can enjoy hopefully like more exciting, higher Such quality a- matches. It's such an early start. It's like an old firm. They're like trying to get it out of the way before, <laughs> any, before anyone gets too pissed. It's, it's, it's like the, the, the train strikes are, you know, a calculated move as well. Stop yeah. antisocial behavior as Scotland versus Fiji fans. Well, we know it is a bitter rivalry. We do know that. Um, well, we'll be t- previewing, of course, that game coming up against Fiji this weekend um, when we get into it and looking back at the Australia loss from uh saturday uh but first just a quick reminder where you can find us if you've not listened to us before we're on all good podcast platforms and some bad ones as well to be fair on social media that's twitter at thistle rugby pod 
on Instagram, Thistle, understroke rugby, understroke pod. And we have a newsletter on Substack as well, which you can subscribe to for a weekly digest of all things Scottish rugby. Um, need, need to need to have a think about the Instagram. Haven't, haven't launched a, haven't really launched a couple of memes in a while. We do need to have a bit of a, yeah, a content strategy session on that, don't we? Yeah. Um, the reels did really well during the Six Nations. Exactly. There's, there's going to yeah. There's going to be some Kinghorn slash Russell based reels to be created. It's a lot of content there, and it's 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 people are demanding it. We've had zero messages demanding more content, so I think we need to we do need to pick that up. Have you, have um, you seen that new that new social media platform? Is it Be Real? Yeah, Truth Social. Yeah, Trump. Yeah, exactly. Up, yeah. I think no, no, that... no, they're two. They're, they're two different things. No, they're two different things. But yeah. be real, Matt. You're, you're Matt. You're on. You're on Truth Social, aren't you? I'm unfortunately not. Truth Social and Telegram. Um, I, but I think with be real, you're meant to at certain points of the day take a photo of you, whatever you're doing. And I think yeah. that actually could be quite good during Scottish rugby matches because you go through such turmoil that maybe you get some like candid reactions to what you're seeing. In front do you, you get to do you get to choose? I don't think you get to choose the moment, though, do you? No, no, true. Just like weighing in the queue for the toilet at halftime, and the be <laughs> the be real comes through. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think there's a market for it. I think there's the demands there. Could we be the first the first Scottish rugby podcast on be real? Gotta be, gotta be relevant. Gotta be current. Well, it'll be another first for us if we were to, if we were to go into that, weren't we? Um, the other way you can also sort of interact with us during this Autumn Nations is on Fanzo, and you can join our Pint Predictor game over there. Um, download the Fanzo app um, on the App Store, the Play Store, wherever you are, if you're on Android, um, and you can find us. You give predictions for all of the Autumn Nations fixtures. If you get the score within five, you win a free pint of Guinness for a friend. If you get it spot on, you win one for yourself as well. And you can compete for points and prizes against us, including a signed Scotland match ball from Scotland Italy 2021. Still, I haven't even had an email telling me who the Italian captain was that day. So <laughs> nobody is the biggest mystery out there. No one, um, no one knows. No one knows. It was one of those, like, yeah, it's like the the ten thirty wooden spoon slot in twenty twenty one in the morning. You're like, oh, for God's sake! Um, but anyway, you can get on there, get onto Fanzo, um, and join us. I will tell you, there are over two hundred people in the Thistle League at the moment, and it is currently being topped by James Tweedale. So congratulations, he was spot on um, for the Australia Scotland game. And uh, also predicted that New Zealand would beat Japan. So there you go. Well done, James. Currently leading to, for the Scotland match ball. Um, shall we get cracking into the Australia game at the weekend? Um, Scotland going down by a point. Last minute kick missed by Blair Kinghorn. I think we will have some things to say about him and his performance. Um, but Alan, why don't you start us off with a little sort of, you know, little review of sort of overall feelings around the game from the weekend? I think generally sort of feelings of disappointment. I think there was sort of a couple of moments of brilliance either from a team perspective. I think the Ollie Smith try actually had some sort of nice buildup. It was sort of a few phases and then some nice sort of interlinking play 
to to sort of set Ollie Smith through into that hole. And actually a very nice sort of soft, some soft hands from Kinghorn. And then obviously Kinghorn's try itself, you know, whatever people think about him, he's a he's an absolute beast of an athlete, right? There's not many tens in the world who could have done what he did in that position. But I think generally there wasn't a lot of moments in the match where we were building phases of the team. So cohesively, we were a bit off. And then I think just generally the number of mistakes and kind of the breakdown of the lineout meant that we just were never able to get our mojo together. Irrespective of that, we were 15-6 up and we st- with about 35 minutes to go and we lost the match to what was a distinctly average Australia side. So, look, it's not great, but I think <sighs> there's probably, again, enough there that you can't get too... There's enough there to be sort of excited about what this team could do and then when you see the team that's kind of going out against Fiji this uh, this weekend it sort of gets you excited again because actually when you sort of inject those kind of six or seven new players into that team specifically on the back line it's a pretty world-class um, team that we're able to put on the pitch Absolutely um, Matt should we start by grabbing the nettle and talking about Kinghorn obviously all of the pre-match speculation was about him. All of the post-match chatter has been about him as well. Um, Alan touched on his, you know, absolute quality for that try that he scored. You know, what did you make of his performance um, overall? I, th- I think it was pretty good overall. I think particularly in, in attack, he was at the centre of the, the few good bits of sort of structured team play including in the lead-up, obviously, to, to Ollie Smith's try. Um, I felt that as the game went on, he was sitting a bit flatter. I think maybe at the start, he was he was in the pocket a little bit, a little bit too deep. Um, so I think I think from that respect, you know, when he gets square, he's obviously a running threat. I think he can he can help things happen around him. And I actually thought that him and Tupelo to combine pretty well in, in, in a couple of points. Um, I think probably... He didn't control matters as as well as he could have, um, and I think that within that you'd expect someone like Ali Price on his inside, the experienced British and Irish line, would have taken a bit of the heat um, off him, but he didn't manage to do that. In fact, I thought Price had a pretty average game. A lot of his box kicking was 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 pretty pretty poor, um, so I think that didn't help Kinghorn. Um, and yeah, the the kicking is just kind of what do you expect? Like he's when he's played for Scotland and been given the kicking duties, he's missed quite a lot of regulation kicks. Um, and he doesn't kick for Edinburgh. So what do you expect? It it just seems a bit mad of madness that um there wasn't like a backup kicker um in place. So I, I kind of feel like he's been given a bit of a a bum deal, really, in that regard. Do you think? Do you think this match has changed anyone's prior opinion of Kinghorn? Absolutely not. Like <laughs> Kinghorn is that, Brexit. Was... Everyone has just dug in <laughs> on both sides here. Can't change. I was, I was saying it like, this week, and we were chatting about it. Like, I feel so sorry for him. Like three three years ago, Kinghorn was like starting on the wing for Scotland. Scored that like hat trick against Italy thinking to himself, you know, I'm either pushing for a start on the wing or I'm definitely going to be in the next three or four years when Hogg um, 
exits the picture, I'm going to be starting 15. <laughs> and then I maybe he's said, I really want to play 10. I think it's my best position, but it doesn't feel that way. And now suddenly he's like this absolute punching bag for the Scottish rugby public. Yeah, he's really been thrown like into the the rugby discord discourse potentially against his will. <laughs> and you know, you're right. I think like ultimately he does things, some things incredibly well, better than almost any other ten, especially in the northern hemisphere. And then ultimately he does other stuff not up to the quality of a ten, specifically sort of his his goal kicking. You're right, you know, for Edinburgh when you've got Buffelli able just to like slot basically anything <laughs> within 40 meters then it's fine the only one was the only thing some people were noting is actually you know george horn has done a lot more kicking for for glasgow this season and actually his record is pretty banging like l- pretty sort of i think he's when he was down in um south africa i think got 100 percent in one of the matches so potentially surprising they didn't look to try and bring him on at the end but clearly they do you think do you think there's an element of Townsend was like, if Kinghorn gets this, I am proven, I am vindicated. If he wins, if he wins the game with this kick, like that takes a lot of pressure off me. Yeah, but I think, yeah, I think it definitely does. Um, but then I think if if someone else kicks, <laughs> then it takes the pressure off a little bit as well, right? I think ultimately Kinghorn should be making that even. Even though he's not a natural goal kicker, right? It wasn't a particularly difficult kick from the right side, so from the right side of the pitch. So, I think um, I think he should have been should have been putting away. And I think ultimately Scotland probably should have been in front already, given given the kind of flow of the match, right? If they'd um, if uh, Glenn Young hadn't got sinbinned, we likely would have kind of pulled away, and that probably would have been the end of the match. So sort of a difficult situation, but ultimately kind of feels a little bit inevitable retrospectively, right? Glenn Young, lucky boy to get the yellow, not the red. I, we were having a debate about it afterwards, and I think Townsend said, like, it's the difference between a very small margin between it being a red card and it being, like, a great, like, actually yeah. perfect clear out. Because... I don't know. I think if someone's in that jackal position, the only way you can really clear them out is by targeting, or you're going to be close to hitting like the head or neck area. That's obviously the no go at the moment. So I, I, I can see why I could have seen why it would be a red card, but I also think it's like, he's kind of pulling away a little bit. Mm. It's just the way that's refereed now. It's so, it's so difficult. I also, his, ta- his oh. tattoos make him look like a bit of a thug. Do you think that impacts the referee's <laughs> approach? Ta- Townsend's like, look, Glenn, you've got a future in this game, but they need to be removed. I mean, he does look hard as nails, to be fair. Mm. He's up there with one of the hardest good. people we've ever seen. Like maybe Strokosh is probably the hardest looking Scottish player of all time. Yeah. I also feel a little bit sorry for Mike. I kind of get that sort of mentality. There's been like a massive break. He's clearly like charged 70 meters. There's been a tackle sort of 10 meters in front of him. He's got momentum. And there's like a scrum half just trying to get over the ball. I can just imagine in the moment his headspace was, I'm going to completely crumple this lad with like an absolute, like brutal clear out. Um, There was obviously a lot, quite a lot of people on Twitter talking about the Foley hit on Doohan literally just before 
where I think there is an argument to say that his shoulder wasn't too far away from Duhan's um, face area as well, which uh, didn't quite get picked up. And ultimately, I think it's a case of one is a big guy hitting a oh. small guy, and the other one is fully hitting Duhan. And ultimately, Duhan's riding that and winning the contact, even if it is up and around his face, right? Mm. So he's just, it just, there is just a naturally, people are less likely to, to look at that sort of thing when you're not winning the contact. Yeah, so, yeah, 100%. Ultimately, Glenn Young is, I think if Glenn Young is, what, a centimetre lower, I think Scotland go on to win that match. Duhan not, it was like a three-on-one as well. He could have just passed it. He's not in Duhan's <laughs> DNA, though. I don't think I don't think when Duhan is at full speed, we ever want to see him pass the ball, because that means something's wrong. I want him... Someone's got in his head. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't want any I don't want him to think about anything else apart from just running and like murdering people. Don't think about passing. That's just I think the the positives will always outweigh the negatives. <laughs> but that's the thing. I think the I mean maybe it was the nature of the game, but I think he touched the ball like three times. Um and Darcy Graham touched the ball sort of four times. You just think like even if you're not getting the ball to Duhan on the wing in space, like Use him from the base of a ruck. We've seen, seen him do it in the past. He's this like freak of, of an effective weapon. Um, and then on the other wing, you've got Darcy Graham, who's like the one of the foreign players in the UK at the moment. It's, just, it's a recurring uh, theme, though, right? Well, We've exactly. not been able to get the ball to be... in their hands for a long time. Yeah. Um, Perhaps with Cam Redpath in at 12 for the weekend, which we'll come on to talk about that sort of extra distribution might see something different. I think it's, it's probably a mix of two things. I think one was there wasn't a lot of great distributing out, outside the centres. And then the second was, the second was there was just a lot of mistakes slash penalties that meant Scotland yeah. weren't really able to sort of mm. build a lot of phases. So you didn't really get a lot of opportunities to get past sort of phase three, phase four, which meant Darcy and, and Duhan weren't, the ball wasn't getting out to them or they weren't having the opportunity at the time to sort of get off their wing and, and hit the ball, which... Hopefully, we'll see a little bit more of, especially against sort of a, a Fiji side, um, who potentially aren't as competitive at the the breakdown. Another area that obviously, sorry, Matt, you go ahead. I was I was just going to ask, just in that context, like, do do you think that Townsend had this match pegged, and maybe for the whole of the autumn, as a bit of an experimentation rather than we're going to win these games by hook or by crook? Because I I think like the fact that the fact they didn't have a backup kicker plan or, wh- or whatever happened there, the fact they didn't take those kicks at goal, which I don't know whether that's just Kinghorn didn't feel confident or um, or it was a directive from the coaches. But it it did feel like a Scotland weren't sort of desperate for the win. And I, I just wonder whether, you know, a year out from the World Cup, that shouldn't kind of be the the mindset. I would say we've also not won enough matches to be taking uh, that position. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> like, I think we need we need to win. And like, I don't know, even the fact that I think after the game, our, we went down in the rankings and Wales and um, Australia went ahead of us. Like, I don't know, it just doesn't like bode that well. It doesn't exactly build confidence. We're probably going to end up like 
ninth in the rankings again because of this match in a year's time and we're going to drawing like New Zealand and France in the next World (laughs) Cup four years out or something but no I agree I think ultimately you know especially given our sort of World Cup draw like we need to be focused on winning matches and like working out ways to close out matches (laughs) Um, and I think ultimately we, we just don't have the, his, the history of wins or the player base to be doing any sort of experimentation. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> what are you saying? No, I, I, but then, you know, I think actually when you look at this game for Fiji, which is maybe the game that you could arguably say, yeah, maybe we do do a bit of experimentation. I would say that's probably outside of Richie Gray, which is a bit of a strange one, which we get to, it feels like this is Tooney's strongest team he's put out? We've, we've gone through all nights, yeah. Absolutely. So, do you think that's because Tooney doesn't want to experiment anymore or because Tooney feels like he needs a win? <laughs> I think Tooney needs a win. Tooney needs a win. Do you, do you not think that even... It, like, if you put some strong players around you and then still gone with Kinghorn, this feels like a game that should be tailor-made for Kinghorn. I, like, I totally agree. You know, he needs game time if that's the strategy. Like, let's keep building his confidence up. He's probably a bit down after last week. Like, let's, you know, get him um, with the ball in hand, setting up tries, scoring points, get him maybe kicking a goal a little bit more. I mean, I think Fiji at home, we've got to be looking at, you know, comfortable win, right? I think the last time we played them at home is that when Tommy Seymour scored a hat trick. And we put like fifty past them, right? Like this is when you yep. want King Kinghorn with ball in hand. It's like Kinghorn versus Zebra, not quite, and not meaning that as disrespectful to Fiji, but he's probably going to get more front football. He's going to be able to play that sort of con- confident distributing game that he feels good at. Yeah, that's I, again. I'm a little bit baffled by the Hastings selection, but I'm kind of happy by it at the same time. I think it's got to be. A view from Townsend that after the Argentina three Argentina matches and the Australia match that he now sees Hastings ahead of Kinghorn. Do you think? Do you think this is it? Well, I guess the other thing is remember Hastings was injured for for the summer international, so obviously Kinghorn did get that stretch, and then obviously couldn't have played last week. And I feel like ultimately that's. I might be wrong. Maybe maybe it's. Um, He's giving Hastings a shot and then he'll decide for New Zealand. But there's a part of me that feels like this is sort of Hastings, given his form for Gloucester, stepping up and being seen as sort of the starting 10. Mm. I, I, I can see Hastings getting a, a run of the next three games. But it's kind of like everyone could have told you that was the case. <laughs> like eight, 18 months ago when you when remember he didn't pick Hastings for that Six Nations squad at all. Yeah. And then even though he was doing well for Gloucester and he was you know let's not forget like an established experienced 10 whereas Black Kinghorn had played you know nine months in that position like I don't know I I almost think if Townsend gave up the experiment after like five games that is even more embarrassing the the only thing I would say is if Finn's your starting 10 then Kinghorn makes more sense as a potential backup. But he so, doesn't. Yeah. Hastings, Hastings can also play fullback. Not wing, though. 
I probably could play wings. <laughs> you know, I, so, I, I, I think like the, yeah. the upside of having Kinghorn, like a really shaky Kinghorn at 10 versus like Hastings being probably all right on the wing. I, I also think there's an arg- argument suggests that Kinghorn is a stronger player coming off the bench with sort of 10, 15, 20 minutes ago, just because of how like direct a runner is and how much he can sort of attack the line. I- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. I'm sort of playing a little bit of devil's advocate, but I, I can definitely see a much stronger argument for Kinghorn being your, your second 10 when Russell's number one than Kinghorn yeah. being your number one 10 mm. when it's just him and Hastings. Um, it's going to be Kinghorn at 10, Ross Thompson on the bench against <laughs> South Africa. <laughs> The all black. That's, yeah. that's what I was going to say. If you had, if you had money to put down right now, who's starting ten versus South Africa? I still uh, think it's Doug, Finn Russell. Duncan Ware. Duncan Ware. <laughs> but what about against the All Blacks in the, in the autumn? I still think there's a chance that. I don't believe the Finn rumors. Chucks, I think he chucks Kinghorn in. I think if he was going to play Kinghorn against the All Blacks, he would have start. He'd start him against Fiji, particularly after the last-minute kick. The Mate, slight he's been, sort. He's been, rest, he's been rested. <laughs> this is the last. The last thing that Kinghorn needs is a rest. When you could buoy his confidence and be like, "Come on, this is your teammate. You need to run this now." Yeah, but then, I agree. But then I. I think. Yeah, I. I think you're right. But I think the point you made on on Twitter earlier was like, "This is a terrible way to treat." one of your players right i think it's bad if it's bad if the rumors that finn russell is coming back for the all blacks game are true yeah i don't yeah i don't believe that to be true because it just it's so baffling to me that they would do that in between this in this stretch because then you've just to say the rumor is that (laughs) not for this match but the rumor flowing around is that finn russell is going to be brought back in for the all blacks game and we should say that we've checked it out and we can't find anybody willing to say that it's solid. <laughs> we seem to have traced it back to a bodybuilder in Paisley. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about you lads. It might be true. Look, the stranger things have happened in Scottish rugby, but it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Is Tooney that bad a, ma- a manager that he would do that to Kinghorn? I don't think so. And I think ultimately what's actually happened is Hastings, he was potentially going into this Autumn Internationals post the summer with Hastings as his number 110, Kinghorn 
had to play 10 against Australia because it was outside the the international window. And and that's how we, they, they're going to move forward. And ultimately, Hastings is going to be starting 10 for the next three matches with Kinghorn um, on the bench. Which yeah, I, I don't I don't think is a ridiculous position. I think it's pretty yeah, pragmatic no. and, and makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. If if your starting point is you're not picking Finn Russell, your next starting ten has to be Adam Adam Hastings at the moment. Right. On any sort of on any sort of decision making. Yeah. I mean there is a possibility that the players have had enough, some of the senior guys, and be like Come on now, we we need Finn to have any chance of being the All Blacks. Did you Stuart Hogg did do like a sort of Finn Russell tribute on Instagram? Did he? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, guy. he 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 posted a photo of Finn Russell taking CBD and was like white chocolate, but the timing was was suspect. Interesting. It's like when the French squad like rose up against like Mark Levermont at the World Cup and like banned him from like. It's going to be like, yeah, Tooney's not going to be seen for like 12 months. Like, no, no, he's fine. He just doesn't want to do media anymore. He's okay. He's still in charge. <laughs> so, no, I think I, I think we might have seen the last of Finn, for, at least for the next 12 months. That is, it's just wild, isn't it? I think it could be it. And I know we've talked about it. We're, we've gotten into our Finn bit before we're talking about the game this weekend, really. But like, he has seemingly and i and i i say this i'm picking up his stats and his highlights on twitter i'm not watching top 14 rugby but it does seem that he is at least scoring an awful lot of points and creating tries um yeah. he seems i think the he's form, kicking his goal his like goal kicking, he's kicking his goals yeah <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. uh right sounds like he's he's doing okay i don't know but I think we've got to give Hastings a run. Got to give them the three matches. Yeah, no, it? absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? If we end up losing the next three, we've gone zero from four. Then we need, <laughs> tune we need to... <laughs> tune out, Vernon. <laughs> Fiji beat us by 20 at home. <laughs> Time to get Vernon. What, I, I think, what, is, yeah. what is the tune out threshold? Danny Wilson tested it. It was 60 points for um, <laughs> Glasgow at the end of last season. I think 60 cumulative, but between New Zealand and Argentina. Right. If you were to, if you were to do like a 40-20. Yeah. Yeah. Then I think pressure really mounts, especially if you've just narrowly lost to Fiji. And in that time, Finn Russell puts up like 60 points across like the next three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Wins wins the Champions Cup. That's probably yeah. them, Gets his rig out. It's like full six back. He's completely got <laughs> shape. <laughs> no one understands what's happened. No, it would be better if he did all that and like put on weight. Yeah, that, that's fair. Like, and just be like, that would be like, the ultimate fuck you to Townsend. <laughs> like, exactly. I'm not going like, to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> should we should we shift on to the team at the weekend? We should. We we should. Um, five changes from the Scotland team. Um, six changes. Fi- six changes <laughs> to the Scotland team, yeah. which are facing us, uh, facing Fiji at the weekend. Hastings comes in at ten. Brand new centre partnership: Cam Redpath and Chris Harris. Hoggy coming in at fullback. George Turner replacing the big cherry at two. 
and Richie Gray getting his first Scotland start in God knows how long in the second row. Matt, when the team broke earlier today, what did you reckon? I like it. I think seeing Cam Redpath back is just like such a, a wee treat. Um, and just harks back to like, you know, those days of, of being England and just like a bit of excitement around the what Scotland could produce. And I think, you know, like Hastings, Redpath, Harris maybe doesn't have the like the the distribution skills, but he's been playing so well for for Gloucester, who've been like absolutely crushing it. And just just hopefully those guys can bring Hogg, um, Duhan and Darcy like properly into the game, which I expect they should be able to do against Fiji. But um, hopefully it's a sign of things to come. And then I, love the, I just love the backline; it's so good. It you just know what would make great. it better. Like, Finn Russell at 10 made that backline bear. Quite possibly. <laughs> but I'm not mad about having Hastings. There. I'm not mad at Hastings. And that's not a, a slight at Hastings. But yeah. um, that midfield think, just looks so yeah. good. Arguably I, Hutchison at 13. I mean, if you want to go like full, full noise, like chucking it about. Does Does Harris need to have a big autumn internationals? Or is he is he just locked in for the next 12 months, no matter what? He's... He's vice captain. I just noticed as well. Like, yeah, I think he's, he's first name on team sheet stuff. I think he might name. be. Yeah, I think he's like first three or four. His Ugo, his yeah. Scottish rugby narrative arc has been very interesting. Ugo Monia was comparing him to Conrad Smith. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love it. He his that that progression from like twenty three to like twenty nine. It's yeah. got to be almost one of the biggest in in sort of like international rugby. Um, yeah, not just in his like in quality on pitch, but fan sentiment towards him. Oh yeah, 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 one hundred percent. Like his public opinion polling is through the roof right now. Yeah, I mean to be fair, best wedding gear of all oh. time. It's uh, nailing seems... out of the park. It was incredible, yeah. Matt, sorry, we, we you were saying something about um, rugby and we sort of took, yeah, you, we took uh, you off. I mean, I was going to like talk about the front row. It's not particularly interesting, but I think I think that having, I prefer to have Turner and Ashman there ahead of Cherry. Um, and Richie Gray's an interesting one. Like, According to Townsend, he, playing the best rugby of his career. I think from what I've seen, at Glasgow this year, he's been he's been good. It's probably been the best he's played since his return. But yeah. it's all relative it's all relative, right? Like 2010, kind of think... 2010, 2011. Great. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I feel like we've sort of been constantly hoping that he'd get a return to that. And he's like a nice squad option to have if he was on that form, but he's just not that player anymore. Um bit of a weird dynamic we in the grey household. Real flip. To put Johnny on the bench. Not, not that's not been that way for a while. Yeah, I suppose I'm kind of thinking who else might have come into the mix. Like Cummings injured, Skinner injured, Sykes has been in and around the squad recently. I thought he might be ahead of Gray, um, but, but maybe the line out will work at the weekend, and we'll think he's a genius. But you're not surprised that Johnny Gray's not ahead of Gilchrist and Richie Gray. I kind of feel like 
I would be if this was New Zealand, but yeah, I kind of feel like he would be starting. Yeah, it'd be interesting if if the lineout does operate well, whether they do make any changes and bring someone like like Johnny Gray in. Um, I guess the obviously Richard Gray and Grant Gilchrist are two like pretty massive humans. I guess. Yeah, yeah, bulk. they're both just a little bit passive. And maybe that's fine against Fiji, but it just feels like you might just get steamrolled against New Zealand with them in the row. I think Even. you can have you can have like Gilchrist as maybe like the line out operator, and then you have Johnny Gray next to him. That kind of seems like a, a reasonable balance, but the, I agree it maybe does look a little bit lightweight. And then Murphy Walker is the other interesting one, coming off the bench. Yeah, the SIU seem to be putting an awful lot of um, stock in this young guy. Well, seeing what? as we we did confirm that he is Sean Lenine's nephew, is yeah. you know as as oh, we said his job. Shawnee boy being although I don't think he actually works for the SIU anymore, but you know he's 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 been a favourite for a while. Maybe he's been pulling some strings. He's part of that sort of Murphy Walker. That is, is part of that sort of um, Strathallen team that also produced. Is it Ollie Smith and Cam Hutchison from a few years ago? Strathallen generally is just like a dynasty. Yeah, yeah. it's incredible. <laughs> How but, many... but it is just it, it sticks out to me that they obviously must think somebody in there, Tooney, Davilius, whoever it must be, because I think Alan, you looked it up. Murphy Walker's only started two games for Glasgow. And sorry, sorry, one game this season and then one game off the bench. Right. Um, so limited game time at a club level. He's a young guy and he's sitting on the bench for Scotland in the front row. Like it's not really a comment on the merits of the guy. I'm sure he's clearly showing something, but it's kind of it's it's an anomaly to have somebody so green and so young in the front row in particular at an international level. Yeah, and again, I think I wonder whether it's a little bit similar to the New Zealand point where, or sorry, mm. the kind of Johnny Gray point where it's interesting. Maybe is it Fiji where he just kind of allows them to kind of blood him a little bit, and then actually next week you pull him back and someone with a little bit more experience comes in onto the bench. I'm not sure. It'd be interesting because I guess is he in front of WP now? Ultimately. I I think Nell might not. I think Nell might still be the backup to Fagerson. Just about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think for New Zealand they'd likely bring WP Nell back into the mix. Um there's some something about Walker as well that he just he doesn't actually look like a prop. Like if you see the <laughs> pictures of him in training, he doesn't look that big. And I'm just googling him now. He's 110 kilograms, which is obviously big. But he's what, 21 years old? Yeah, sure. He's got time to get bigger, right? But Schumann is 120. Yeah. Xander Fagerson is 125. Fagerson bigger than Schumann. Well, your tight heads, tight heads are personally bigger than your your loose. So look at the size of Schumann. Yeah. (laughs) Schumann's like the biggest man alive. Yeah, I mean, Schumann has got eight kilograms on Roy Sutherland, for goodness sake. Wow. 
I mean, none of this, none of this is a comment on Murphy Walker. I'm just, I think it is quite, it is quite interesting. I think you're probably right, Alan, that it's an opportunity in a Fiji game where perhaps the scrum is not going to be the, you know, the be all and end all. I think he was involved with the A team in the Chile game in the summer as well. Yeah, certainly one to watch. Um, and George, George Turner, we we talked about George Turner coming back, didn't we? Very briefly. Yeah, well, yeah. we we heard was the rumours that. Cherry was like was going to be potentially starting, but then yeah. it looks like he's now had to so. drop out Fraser Browns into the squad, and then Turner shipped in to start with Ewan Ashman on the bench. So it's uh, I feel like Turner's been a little bit off the boil club wise. I thought we might have seen Ashman starting in this game. To be honest, this felt felt like the opportunity for him. Agreed. I think the difficulty, yeah, I think the difficulty with both of them is that they haven't really been starting for their club sides. Like Ashman has been getting game time, but it's mainly been off the bench. And then Duhan's brother, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then Turner's been the same. I think Fraser Brown's actually started more games than him this year. So yeah, it's a bit of a, bit of a difficult one. Certainly tricky. I mean, Alan, what do you reckon? Scotland by 15? Yeah. You've got to be you've got to be looking plus fifteen. I was actually just looking at the last time we played. It was a fifth. Last time we played, it was fifty four seventeen. Yeah, we pumped them. Um, I've, I was just looking on Bet three six five, and I actually can't find any odds. They're, <laughs> they're just well, like the, n- nobody's interested. Well, there was the great thing that was floating around Twitter today, where the, Amazon have taken out like ad space and and Edinburgh bus stop shelters and they're advertising the autumn international matches, but they're advertising three matches that don't include yeah. Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't mind that. I think there's like, there's three big games that weekend. It's better to advertise a trilogy than four. I get that. But you said, so I'm on, you know. I'm on Betfair. I, I can't get odds on Scotland and Fiji, but I can get odds on Ireland A versus the All Blacks 15. <laughs> Good odds. Good. Is there some smart money to be made there? It's uh, no. It's not looking. It's not looking great. France are one to six to beat Australia, and they. I guess France are pretty good, aren't they? Um, no. Good matches though. Wales, New Zealand, Ireland, South Africa, France, Australia. Yeah. What a yeah. Saturday! Get, get Scotland out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Is, I'd love New Zealand to pump Wales. That'd be so great. <laughs> But Matt, are you in the are you in the Scotland sort of easy victory camp, or are you in the Scotland uh, yeah, lose I've... narrative death spiral tuning out camp? Yeah, I mean, I've on my fans, I've got Scotland by twenty two, um, because I think we've got enough to like grind them down up front, and then if we can hopefully literally like give the ball to Duhan and Darcy, then I think we'll score tries. It's like I was looking at the Fiji team; it's They've got like a freakish back row of Tuisi, Tuisui, Botia, and Bill Mata. Um, but then I, I don't really know that much about the rest of the team. So it's it's hard to tell like how strong they are. But if you think back to when they played the All Blacks, whenever that was, wasn't that long ago, like gave them a real fright. I think it's they'll be a better Fiji team than, than we've played in the past. Yeah. Um, so maybe 22 is a little bit optimistic. I think it'll be tight for a while, and then we'll we should pull away. Fingers crossed. 
Yeah, fingers crossed. I'm, I'm thinking about putting my putting my baby in the in the Scotland onesie you got you got him, Matt. I think it might be a bit big for him, but he's got it'll oh, be his nice. first game we've watched together. Hopefully a win as well. Nice way to kick off things. Yeah, I mean, he, he, the Australia game is it was outside the international window. Obviously, doesn't count on his personal <laughs> record, and we've discussed that. So you know, he's starting from this weekend um, as a Scotland that. fan. Yeah, he understands it. So I'm quite looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, any other business lads? Got a quick, quick little quiz. Oh, oh Alan, nice. quiz! I was not expecting that. Did you, 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 you really. You're already getting too excited for how average the quiz is. So let's, without looking at the squads, there's seven, seven players in the 23 with over 50 caps. Classic little, little quiz. Start with you. I'm going to start with Dave. Did you say seven? Sorry, seven with 50 plus. There's seven with 50 plus. Just in, in Scotland. The, squad. In Scotland, just, in the Scotland just in the Scotland 23. Stuart Hogg. Stuart Hogg is number one, 93 caps. Uh, Ali Price. Ali Price, 55. Obviously, the whole uh, why not gate. Obviously, when he hits 50, oh, wasn't it? Yeah, of course. Um, Richie Gray. Richie Gray, 67 caps. And he like. He hasn't had, when did he last even play? <laughs> he last played against Wales. Someone, I think actually, uh, Gary put a tweet about it today we beat wales 29 13 one year and he was playing oh yeah love it matt um that's quite hard now i think hamish watson has 50 caps 52 johnny gray johnny gray 69 caps two ahead of nine Nice, yeah, yeah. nice. Hey-o. Hey-o. <laughs> two, two, two left in the in the twenty three. Um, I'm going to say Grant Gilchrist. Fifty six caps for Grant. Fifty six caps. Yeah, and then you both get one guess each for the final fifty pluser. Um. Or whoever's first. Uh, Xander Ferguson. There you go. <laughs> ah, of course. Xander, Xander Ferguson, 51 caps. That's he, wild. He's got to be on for, if he keeps it up, most caps of any Scotland player ever, I would say. Oh, how old is he? 26. So for a pro, when you look at someone like WP Nell, you yeah, know, yeah. he's, um, I feel like he's at least got another sort of eight-year runway to go. Um. No, he's uh, it's pretty impressive actually. That is quite impressive. That was a good little quiz, Alan. I don't, th- I don't think you need to play yourself down on that. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. No, That's what so we needed. Exactly. It's like I was on a light little sort of you know after eight at the end of the dinner, <laughs> <laughs> just enough to cleanse the palate. Well, thank you very much for joining us for that, guys. We will obviously be tweeting throughout the game at the weekend. Or, uh, that's at Thistle Rugby Pod. So make sure you get on there to follow us. Um, we're, we'll have a content strategy meeting about Instagram and we'll put some stuff up over the weekend. That's Thistle underscore rugby underscore pod. And we'll get you a newsletter on Substack. Um, so get on there and search for Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast. 
Download the Fanzo app and join our, our group as well and join the battle for the signed Scotland versus Italy match ball. Um, come on, Scotland. Cheers. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I am a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.